0: On Broadway for Wednesday, December 2nd, 2020, on Broadway World's Matt Tiamanini. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. James, they're doing the Oscars in person. No one has gone to a movie theater in almost a year by the time they're doing the Oscars, yet they're going to do the Oscars in a theater. I don't, why? It makes no sense to me.
1: Will, th- th- this is the question is, will they have two Oscar awards before we have one Tony Awards?
0: uh yeah uh, Ooh, <clears> oh <throat> <laughs> it's <laughs> a freaking question uh i was trying to th- i was trying to think when the oscars were in 2020 were they pre-pandemic or yeah. post-pandemic pre man i don't know this what a freaking mess where where is the broadway league
1: like honestly where are they you know i i had a little conversation with uh Two-time Tony Award-nominated uh, sound designer Lindsay Jones, mm-hmm. friend uh, of the show, friend of the show, and in fact, uh, I was talking to Lindsay because he was—he he did this uh, streetcar named Desire thing up at uh, WTF, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, for Audible, for for Audible with Audra and Carla. And uh, my, my good friends, Roger and Carla, okay. and, that's, and that's McDonald and Gugino, by the way, just in case anyone wasn't I, following. I, I, I was. I wasn't sure if it was Gugino or, Cugino or Gugino. I don't care. I, Gugino. I, I think. Yeah, I, think yeah. I, I think it's. She, I think it's. Uh, it, safe. it is. It is goddess. You just. Yes, she's amazing. She's goddess. Yeah. And so, was, and, uh, and and so, Lindsay and I talked about it. We, in fact, we had a we had a nice little interview that uh, I'm, I'm going to play sometime, maybe maybe Saturday or something like that this week. Um, but uh, we were talking about, you know, when this is <laughs> what is going on here, and when these uh, Tony words going to be, and uh, and uh, Lindsay has not, re- you know, they haven't really told him. There's no secret handshake that they've told the nominees when it's going to be. At least I didn't get it out of him.
0: Yeah, because not only is uh, Lindsay a two time nominee for Slave Play, both for original score written for the theater and for sound design, but like. You would think they'd want them to like start publicizing these things and like doing the whole circuit and... yeah the, he
1: he has no idea what the you know what the plan is <laughs> oh,
0: just what a mess, what an absolute mess everything in the world is a mess james
1: well i I think our friends over at the prom they were smart enough to jump the whole uh you know, forget leave Broadway behind because the Academy Awards are happening. Will will the prom be eligible for uh, an Academy Award? Because it it, is... it it will the uh, the uh,
0: Academy made decisions early in 2020 that uh, films that uh, are exclusively uh, viewed via streaming services will be eligible. Normally, they have to do a requisite number of dates in select theaters in certain cities and all that stuff that is not necessarily going to have to happen this year and i'll be honest with you james i think that there are some opportunities for the prom to be nominated based on the reviews i have not seen it yet um ashley and i have discussed we're going to do once we both have the opportunity to see it she has a screener i do not um Mm we will we will talk about it um but Based on the reviews so far, it seems very similar to the reviews from when the show was on Broadway. Some people loved parts of it, some people didn't love parts of it, some people loved all of it, some people hated all of it. I will note, though, that currently on Rotten Tomatoes, it has a seventy-six percent um, for its uh, tomato meter, tomato meter. Tomatometer, mm-hmm. Tomatometer.
1: <laughs> you, you say Tomatometer, tomatometer yeah. <laughs> you say Tomatometer, I say Tomatometer.
0: Yeah, the audience score is not yet available, of course, because the film will not debut on Netflix until December 11th. Of course, this is a Ryan Murphy-helmed film adaptation of the Broadway musical The Same Name. It stars Meryl Streep, James Corden, Nicole Kidman, Keegan-Michael Key, Kerry Washington, Ariana DeBose, Andrew Rannells, and introduces Joe Ellen Pelman. Let's get into some of these reviews here, James. Owen Gleiberman from Variety said, quote, There's no denying that The Prom, like Glee and the high school musical films, is on some level a knowingly assembled package of shiny, happy film musical cliches. Yet Murphy, working with the cinematographer Matthew Libetek, gives the movie an intoxicating visual sweep, and there's a beguiling wit to the dialogue. David Rooney from The Hollywood Reporter writes, quote, Whenever Meryl Streep is center screen, this Netflix adaptation of the disarming 2018 Broadway musical sparkles with campy humor. Elsewhere, the starry casting and heavy hand of director Ryan Murphy do the featherweight material few favors with inner dramatic scenes and overblown musical numbers contributing to the general bloat. The movie's most undeniable value is in the representation it provides it provides to LGBTQ teens via a high school dance that is every emotionally isolated queer kid's rainbow dream starts to get uh, a little more uh, rocky on some of these reviews. Richard Lawson, writing for Vanity Fair, says there's little good elsewhere in the prom save for newcomers Allen Pellman and Ariana DeBose as the winsome young couple at the center of the prom traversy. I see what you mean there. <laughs> yeah. Um, they add dashes of bright theater kid moxie to the film, conjuring up a bit of what it feels like to sit in a Broadway house and watch a bunch of lovable goobers belt their hearts out. Ma- uh, mary selassie for um uh, entertainment weekly did not even find a whole lot of positive, even though Richard Lawson tried to find some things good. She wrote, quote, The prom is narratively sloppy, emotionally false, visually ugly, morally superior, and at least 15 minutes too long, a strong case can be made for 30. It has good intentions, though, or at least it wants to have good intentions. Obviously and positively, the film preaches tolerance and inclusion, both of which the world needs more of. So, James, I feel like even though they are different words, they are the same emotions to the reviews I read whenever this show opened a year and a half ago or whenever it opened on Broadway. Very similar. Lots of people saying, well, it's preaching to the choir. Um, it's it's not very deep. Uh, it's It's, you know catchy, but not very, uh, emotionally satisfying. So it's a lot of things that we heard already. I still adore the stage show. And I have a feeling that even though I, I might not love all of the casting decisions they made here that I'm still going to love this.
1: Yeah, I, I'm i excited about this, uh, and, and people say those things about it not being very deep. And there's just so many – there's only so much you can do in a movie to make a, a character deep and still tell uh, a fun tale here. I mean uh, – but if you really look at, at these characters and what they are going through in such a young part of their lives uh, – and if you can relate to that i'm sure that everybody can relate to some sort of angst that they had even if you were the homecoming king and queen you still had high school angst and and uh, and the story about what these uh what, what these young women went through uh to go to a prom and it on one hand it's absolutely it's very it's very simple on other hands it's so complex and that's what i loved about this broadway show me too. I, I will tell you that obviously,
0: the any film starring Meryl Streep, three-time Academy <laughs> Award winner, yeah. like you're gonna, she's gonna be a big deal. But I'm telling you, I have heard from people who have seen it that she is going to blow people's minds as Dee Dee Allen. Like, yes, we've seen her in multiple musical movies before, but I'm being told, not like this. I am being told we have not seen her in a movie musical where she actually looks like a Broadway belting musical theater star. Like, I I think this is going to change the minds of a lot of people who have poo-pooed Meryl's singing credentials in the Mamma Mia musicals or Mamma Mia movies uh, and Into the Woods. So uh, I'm very much looking forward to seeing what she does with that role, since uh, my love for Beth level is is very well stated on this podcast feed.
1: (laughs) Uh tangentially, you uh you and Ashley were talking yesterday about uh Julie Taymor. And uh and, and I was thinking to myself, you know, if this Wonder Woman that is being as uh, this uh big huge movie is coming down the pipe here, uh maybe Julie Taymor could adapt Wonder Woman for the stage. God. Do you we know? need to go back to that? Maybe, <laughs> maybe she can get you too to write the music. I don't know. I don't know. Oh, me too? Good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't even know I wrote music. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, it's uh, the problem is rolling around and so many reviews are coming out and lots of people like, oh, the reviews are out. I want to go see it. And why? Why are the reviews out? So, so far ahead of the Netflix release. I don't know. I
0: mean, normally you get reviews fairly far in advance for movies but that's usually because like it's open in select cities first and then it's yeah. a nationwide no, this is not the case this is 10 days reviews um aren't embargoed before the film I don't know if it's they thought they would be mostly positive so they decided to get some sort of word of mouth going but um we'll have to see if it pays off but i'm I'm excited
1: all right next up we have uh Forbes announces their annual 30 under 30. Yeah, James, they announced a
0: ton of 30 under 30 lists, including their entertainment one, which was chock full of people with theater connections leading off the list. Like at the very, very top as the first featured person was the very brief Mean Girls on Broadway star Sabrina Carpenter. I don't I I thought that was a huge casting coup for them to get her. I don't know if she'll return whenever Broadway and Mean Girls comes back, but um, if it comes back, Uh, but it would be nice if she did. She is joined by the aforementioned Ariana DeBose, Tony nominee Jeremy Pope, and Dear Evan Hansen film star Caitlin Deaver. Also, I'm going to throw in Riverdale star Camille Mendes who is on the list since they do a musical episode every year on uh, Riverdale. So I figured she's worth mentioning too, James. Um, honestly, I'm a little surprised and a bit offended that you did not make the list yet again, though. I'm, I'm personally feeling it for you and I, I want to write a strongly worded that. email to Thank Forbes. You. Yeah,
1: I appreciate that. You know, me and You know, Ken Davenport.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And uh, and uh, Angela Lansbury also (laughs) got shut out. (gasps) I'm I'm not not saying you're as old as her. I'm just saying you all deserve to be on that list. Well, I appreciate that. Thank you. So uh, what do we have in other news? All right. First up, a new organization, Theatre Producers of Color, announced yesterday that they will be launching their first ever educational program called Producing 101. Speaking of something that sounds up Ken Davenport's uh, river here. Unlike his, though, this will have a different twist. Uh, But over 10 weeks, participants will learn the fundamentals of commercial producing, development paths, financing, budgeting and more with experienced BIPOC and white ally leaders as their guides. And the course will be tuition-free. Definitely not something Ken Davenport's doing. Um, Applications are being accepted now through the 13th, and the tuition-free space is limited. We will have more information uh, in the show notes, of course. Also on Tuesday, Primary Stages announced that they will be presenting a virtual benefit reading of a new adaptation of A Christmas Carol by Teresa Rebeck and Aaron Daly. Uh, Teresa Rebeck will direct as well. It will star Rolla Sparza and Krista Rodriguez, who starred in Teresa Rebeck's Seared earlier this year. Uh, Matthew Saldivar will also be a part of it and more. It will have a live reading on Wednesday, December 16th. Tickets to that live event and a VIP post-show holiday party with the cast are available for a week. 100 Buckaroos, but the show will be available to stream for free from December 17th through the 20th. We will have more information in the show notes as well. Then, James, right as we were getting ready to record, uh, word came out that the iconic New York City piano bar Marie's Crisis is getting ready to reopen next Monday, December 8th. COVID-19 safety measures will be in place, including social distancing, temperature checks, mandatory masks, plexiglass dividers, and contact tracing. Per state guidelines, the venue will only serve 15 patrons at a time. and will be open from 4 p.m. to 10 p.m. on weekdays. In 1 p.m. to 10 p.m. on weekends. Some live performances will be streamed as they've been doing streams throughout the shutdown. Now, James, I've already seen a lot of people with really mixed feelings about this online. Many of them are happy that Marie's crisis is surviving and reopening, but others are, you know, I think, I don't know if worried is the right word, but concerned that this is unnecessary to put the staff and patrons at risk, but also saying the fact that there can only be 15 patrons in Marie's Crisis at a time won't really feel like Marie's Crisis. So it's a a double-edged sword by reopening under the current COVID protocols.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, Marie's Crisis is, you know, half a block or so from a school where they have hundreds of kids. Uh, You know, I'm so mixed on this thing. I'm so... I'm so torn about what's happening here but I think that it's important for there to be um dipping their toe in the water and a slow opening for a lot of these businesses uh to get some revenue whatsoever to uh to keep it you know going I mean Kodama Sushi in the uh, Times Square district uh is close has closed I, I mean that is a I mean Kodama closed. How could it be? Where are you going to get sushi on a, on a Wednesday or Saturday? You know, it's, it's like in between shows. It's, it's ridiculous. Um, so I feel for all these business owners and, and it's true that, uh, we, we have to do this in a safe, responsible way. And I, I, I think that a lot of these people are, are really going to try to try to do that this way. And, cool. um, uh, and Marie's Crisis had the virtual piano bar. It's been going for a while, and you know, maybe you know, some of those fifteen people are going to be the people that you know. Lots of people go to Marie's Crisis not to get up and sing, but just to see all the amazing people that get up and sing. And so maybe yeah. some of the really great people will go there, and the Marie's Crisis online will be um, will be um, he- more heavily frequented by by folks. So. You know, what's next?
0: All right. Finally, in this section, it was announced yesterday that Christopher Jackson, James Monroe Iglehart, Nick Walker, Anissa Folds, Fergie Philippe, and more will star in a new radio play production of a modern reimagining of Twas the Night Before Christmas. It was written and directed and also stars Michael Paul Smith and is executive produced by Michael Paul Smith's wife, Jillian Pensavoli. You might have heard of her. Um, (laughs) And the editing and sound mixing and sound effects are by... Well, me. Um, So I'm plugging my own project right here. Okay, Uh, excellent. Sorry. Um, (laughs) But I'm also plugging it because it is a fundraiser for the Actors Fund. It will debut in the Hamelcast podcast feed. Not a surprise, but it is also available at twasthenightplay.com. It'll be available on December 14th. James, since I am doing the editing, I will say that the writing and acting is very good and very
1: fun. The technical stuff. Still to be determined, if I'm being honest. Well, Jillian with a G would not have it any other way, you know. <laughs> she's
0: very good. She uh, She's in charge of this whole thing. And she actually does some additional voices, as does Patrick Hines um, and some other folks as well. So it's, uh, it's definitely a family affair, so to speak. But this is all going towards uh, the Actors Fund. So we will have links on how you can contribute to the fundraising efforts in the show notes as well. Oh, that's awesome. Great. Well, that sort of leads us into the feel-good recommendations. It does. First up, I've seen this over the weekend, James, a lot as people were talking about like Black Friday and Cyber Monday and Giving Tuesday and all those things. Um, And there's a lot of these that aren't included in this link. So I will just say that if you see some of these on social media – support them if you can. But I have a link in the show notes that is to the artists surviving catalog. Um, And it's basically a bunch of Broadway and theater artists who have put together some sort of side hustle to keep themselves going during, uh, during the pandemic. Obviously theater is shut down. They are not making money or at least not a whole lot of it that way. Uh, So they've got other things, whether it's, um, uh, wine or clothing or masks or chocolates or all these different things. You can find a bunch of different stuff that you can uh, purchase for gifts or for yourself. Um, I've already purchased a, a number of things from some artists who do not normally do the things that I bought from them for. Um, got some actual artwork and some um, some other stuff as well. So, so uh, try to support some of those uh, people if you can, if you are looking for some unique and one-of-a-kind Uh, holiday gifts for whatever holidays you may be uh, celebrating this year. Then also... Um, They released the trailer for something that we have been talking about as a feel-good story for a long time. HBO Max released the trailer for Homeschool Musical Class of 2020. This is the kind of documentary special that was born out of Laura Benanti's Sunshine Songs. Uh, Laura Benanti is the uh, executive producer of this project. And basically it takes seven of the people who – responded to her Sunshine Songs and If Initiative back around uh May and June when high school musicals normally would have been. And they do a documentary style show in which they self shoot their stories and do all of this stuff, and it's all pieced together, um, They uh, and they released the trailer. It is very, very cool. It is going to be available to stream on HBO Max on December 17th, and uh, we've talked about Sunshine Songs and all the cool stuff that Lord Mananti has been doing, and this is just another one, and it looks amazing. The trailer is great, and these kids are fantastic, so very excited to see this in a couple weeks as
1: well. Yeah, this is going to be uh, a fun thing. Uh, I, I went to a press conference, a, a virtual press conference with Laura Benanti uh, a few weeks ago where she was uh, talking about this, and I can't wait to see it. I, I think this is such a really – it it's such a really wonderful twist on – on the cards that have been dealt in 2020 and how other, how people are dealing with it. Uh, One of the other things I was going to mention was um, I've noticed on a lot of social media profiles of uh, Broadway performers, uh, they all have their link to broadwayplus.com. Have you, have you checked out the Broadway plus people? I have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. uh,
0: It's, it's kind of like um, personal, training and like classes but also like the whole cameo twist as well there's a ton of stuff and a ton of broadway people in there so uh so yeah it, it is definitely something
1: that people should look at for holidays as well i was just going to say that's a great holiday you can uh you can go to uh, broadwayplus.com slash mark kudish and uh and he can call up your grandmother and and, and wish her uh, a merry christmas yeah uh, well if you'd you- like
0: Well, I mean, given the multiple times that I've interviewed him in this (laughs) great podcast feed, I might just get one for myself to have him talk to me because those are always my favorite interviews. So much fun. So good. Like you like that would be like I would be ready to run through a brick wall on Christmas morning with a talk (laughs) from Mark Kudish because like he just so (laughs) intense and so energetic and so focused. Like he's just ready to go. He's Mark Kudish. Everything has a reason. Everything has a purpose. I'm going to go here and do this right now. So let's go. <laughs> I love That's not really an impression. It's more of the vibe of Kudish. Yeah. But uh, I love, love Kudish. Love, love Kudish. That is awesome.
1: So uh, I think. I think that wraps it up for today why don't you get us out of here
0: all right thanks for listening to
1: today on broadway follow us on facebook and twitter at broadway reading you can find me on twitter and instagram at bww matt and my name is james marino from broadwayvideo.com and broadwaystars.com thanks for spending some of your wednesday with us yep. Yep. Wednesday. Right. Wednesday. it's very confusing yep. and uh somebody will be back and talk with you tomorrow you're out of practice you didn't remember to to jump forward a day
0: when we we're talking yes i know it's very confusing Cool.